This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center code. If you haven't figured it out by now, I am a old person, or at best case, older. And one of the ways that I can share with you that I'm old is that when I grew up in high school, I had I had seven really close uh, buddies, uh, seven people I grew up in high school. I'm still in contact with them. Really, really cool. And one of my friends' name is Joe, and Joe holds one singular piece of paper where over the years he has recorded, recorded being written down, all the dumb, stupid things that we've all said back when we were in high school and college and maybe even in some of the earlier years of our early 20s. He's the one person in the world that has written down the quotes that we said. I don't know where that paper is. If he passes away, I don't know whether someone will pass that paper on, but that's it. In other words, I didn't grow up with a phone recording everything that was going on, and maybe even more important, I wasn't hanging out with seven other people that also had a phone that recorded every single stupid thing that I did when I was in high school or college. They're not anywhere where they can come back to haunt me at some later time in life. As a matter of fact, when I was in high school, and all the cool kids got together and went to a party that I wasn't invited to, most of the time, I never even knew that the party occurred. And I certainly didn't know if one of my seven friends was invited to the party, and they went, and I didn't know because there was no social media for me to go back and look and find out that I was left out. There was more than enough bullying that went on in my junior high school and high school, that I didn't need any extra bullying that would have come online or people making snarky, mean, rude comments. You've heard me say over and over again that you don't need seven friends in high school, you just need one to protect you from the mean girls and the bullies. Well, the whole social networking bully thing was something that I also didn't have to fight through. Welcome to podcast 104. I, I want to talk to you about a group of people that, that didn't have the same experience I had and today don't have the same experience that I had, and that is Gen Z. I cannot tell you the number of times that I've spoken to contact center leaders and they all talk about Gen Z. This is a generation that's either 1997 to 2012 when they were born or 1995 to 2009. You have them in your center. You've had many conversations about them. And for some crazy reason, many people still haven't figured them 
out. This is the generation that expects emojis and confetti bursts and likes and hearts and thumbs up to validate their efforts. Nothing happens in their life without some form of external validation of some kind. They're into short, frequent bursts of communications, of communication that's really key to them. I mean, they grew up with texting, not talking on the phone. Uh, You've heard me say before that I think it would have been fascinating if texting had come first and all of a sudden someone had said, you know what, you're not going to believe this. You can actually, to talk to people on the phone, you don't have to text them anymore. You can actually physically speak to them and have a a conversation. It's the coolest, newest technology you've ever seen. It's, It's amazing. But of course, it didn't happen that way. Most of these folks are into instant gratification. I've heard something that was said that I thought was really interesting. They said, listen, the best tip I can give you for Gen Z is get to the point quickly. Well, Gen Z seems to be a group that has put contact centers in a quandary. How do we deal with them? What do we do with them? How do we overcome the challenges that are in front of us with them? How do we unlock the key to help them be successful? Well, if you've been listening to my podcast, any one of the 103 that comes before this, I usually have a pretty strong opinion. And I have a really strong opinion on what to do with Gen Z. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to tell you six things that you can begin to do today that make a, will make a difference with Gen Z. These are tactical and they're strategic and they're things that you can do right now with them. So when you're done with this podcast, you'll still have a lot of questions about Gen Z, but you won't lack some actions that you can take immediately. One of the things that frustrates me in the contact center is is that we know what to do, but for some reason or another, we just don't want to close the loop and actually do it. We're too busy. We have too many calls in queue. Our turnover is too high. And we just seem to survive rather than thrive. And Gen Z is just another example of a perplexing question that we're just not sure we've got the answer to. So without any restraint, let's move forward. Let me tell you those things that I think you can do right now that you can take advantage of and do with your Gen Z employees today. And oh, by the way, these things that you can do with Gen Z, you can do with everyone else as well. It, It works everywhere. First up, Gen Z's, they want to have it, want to make an impact right now. They're in a hurry. They're impatient. They're hurried. It's hard for them to stay focused. Upfront up analytics says that the average attention span of a Gen Z is eight seconds. 11% of them have ADHD. I have no idea whether either one of those statistics is accurate, but they want to make an impact now. Well, if they want to make an impact now, then we have to give them feedback that shows that they're making an impact right now. So you want to answer? Customer feedback. Give them their customer feedback right away. Collect as much of it as you can and get it into their hands as fast as possible. Get them their customer feedback immediately. Show them the impact that they're having from the people that matter the most the people that they're talking to, your customers. And if your first thought is, well, man, we don't, we don't get it to them every day. We get it to them once a week or every couple of days or we don't even show it to them. We let somebody else share them. You need to stop that and change it. You need to get over it. That has to change. Put the customer data in front of them immediately. 
And if you're immediately worried about the fact that, oh no, well, we don't have time, then put six minutes more into aux. Put six more minutes in a day so that they can access their customer feedback and see what their clients have to say with them about it. It will cost you nothing and will change your world. It's the fastest way for you to get them credible information that, that affects their, that shows them the impact that they're having right now. The second thing is, is make sure that you give them supervisor or team feedback all day long. The customer words, performance improvement, education team, or anything that your supervisors can communicate to them nonstop throughout the day that validates the impact that they're having right now. Sometimes that impact is good. Sometimes that impact isn't so good. So I'm not talking about just going there and telling them how wonderful they are. I'm talking about giving them feedback all day long, as often as you can give it. Because when you do that, you hit them right where they want to be hit, which is they want to understand what their impact is and they want to know it now. They don't want to know it next week. They don't want to know it at the end of the month. They don't want you to know it and not to tell them. They want to know it. Give them that feedback immediately. Second up is that they want validation and they want recognition. Well, you've heard me talk in the past. If you haven't, you should listen to it. We give you seven questions that you should ask, which means that you need to get feedback to take a pulse check to find out how they're doing so that you can understand where they are. Where, what, how do they feel? How do they feel about the feedback that you're giving them? How do they feel about like, how connected are their peers? How do they feel about the tools that they've got in place? You're consistently getting a survey, an internal survey or some sort of a pulse check on them allows you to know where they stand because you can't recognize them. You can't validate them unless you know exactly how they feel. If you're one of these organizations that does it every six months and then parades around how wonderful the you know, wonderful the, the feedback is that your reps get and how engaged they are with your organization, how wonderful they feel about it, and you do it, you know, once every six months, wrong. You need to be doing it every month. You need to know where they are and, and what they feel and what's going on. The second thing that you need to do in order to validate them and give them recognition is you need to know what they think, which means, again, you're asking for their feedback, their advice and input. No, no group is more interested in giving you feedback than Gen Z. And by the way, this is, this is for all your, everybody in your organization wants to give feedback, but these folks really want it. And it's only validated if you act on it afterwards. If all you do is collect it, but you don't actually validate what they've said or make changes or let them know that you've heard it or thank them for the input that they've given or thank them for the engagement that they've given, then you're, you're not validating. You're, you're not recognizing their input to the organization. I don't know whether any of their ideas are good, I guarantee you some of them are. If you've got 50 people or 5,000 or 50,000 people, getting their feedback, getting what they think makes an amazing difference. In the same way with, with leaderboards and solo challenges and, and, and sharing that with others so other people can see the recognition. And for some people, they want to be shared. Other people don't want to be on leaderboards. They want to do things solo. Your supervisor and team leads doing shout outs, your executives doing shout outs when they do something great, when they do something good. It's not something that, that, that's rare. It's something that happens all the time. Remember, this is the group that got a trophy for everything they did. They want to be recognized and you should want to recognize them. If you want to know the secret of how you keep people around longer, you recognize 
their success, you, you, you pour into them and make them more successful, help them to be more successful, which, which gives them validation and recognition. And people like to repeat things that they do well. People like to be successful. People like to have things happen for them that, that makes them encouraged, that makes them excited, that makes them want to come back the next day and do it again. Your customer feedback, your, your supervisors and team leads recognizing and acknowledging them, uh, leaderboards and solo boards and success, all that works together. <clears throat> next up is Gen Z's really interested in their career path. You know, however long they're with you, it's a season of time. And as an organization, you need to make a commitment that they're going to be better when they leave than when they arrived. And you need to understand what, what their desire is for their growth, what their path is, what their dreams are. I talked to an organization the other day and said, you know what? Our, our average time, we, we only hold them for 85 days. At 85 days, they leave. And my response was, well, are, are those the greatest 85 days they've ever had in another organization? I mean, did, did they see their impact over those 85 days? Could they tell that they were improving? Could they tell that they were advancing? Were you pouring into them and helping them to get better? Now, I know that not everybody's going to accept it, but your commitment to improve their skills and their information, to put them in a position to be wildly successful, will extend your 85 days to 100 days, and then 115 days, then 200 days, and who knows what number you can actually achieve. And of course, that will change your turnover. Do you talk about their career path with them? I've got a podcast, uh, which is called Career Path Podcast 24. You should listen to it if you've never listened to it before, that talks about career paths. Have you had that discussion with them about career paths in their one-on-ones? Do you have frontline supervisors and team leads that can have that discussion? Do you have it with them? Do you have the discussion with your team leads and your supervisors about their career path so you model how you have the conversation which then turns around and allows them to do it? If you're not having career path discussions with your Gen Z on a regular basis, you're missing what they need. You're missing what they want. There's nothing wrong with it. I talked to another organization that said one of our biggest problems is, is that people... People leave and they go out into our company. You know, they, they, they advance out of the context center. We're the place where they start and then they go out through our entire organization. And I said, that would be the single number one lead that I would do that I would advertise on. Come work here. Because 45% of the people within two years are somewhere else in our organization. It's got to be the greatest thing you could ever present or advertise to get people to come work in your contact center. Is there a pathway to support level two or to a supervisor? Do you encourage people to, to, to invest in their desire to be in accounting or marketing? Or maybe they want to be an actor or an actress. I don't know what they want to be, but, but talking about their career path, seeing where they're fit will allow their season with you to last longer. Gen Z wants this. They need this. Give it to them. And you should be having the same career path discussion with everybody, whether they've been with you for 25 years or two months. Next up is speed is very, very important to Gen Z. And speed is how much they learn. How fast can you teach them? When, when, when you improve and get to them the skills and the information that they need, it makes them more successful because skills and knowledge makes them faster, makes them more valuable, makes them more successful. Speed, saving time. Reducing AHT, 
comes from knowledge and skills and the desire to, to use those knowledge and skills. And of course, just simply showing up with a desire to use the knowledge and skills that you're giving them. That's what makes people successful. How fast are you at getting people up to speed? Do you allow people that excel to move at a faster pace through your new hire training? Can you go faster in your organization? Gen Z wants to move, they wanna move fast. How quickly do you feed them with new information? It ought to be at least at the speed that they're capable of taking it, which means everybody's a little bit different. You know, that's one of the underlying biggest failures and biggest mistakes that contact centers make is, is that, they, is that they, they, they say that they want to embrace the diversity, yet they treat everybody the exact same way. You can embrace the diversity, but that means that you treat everybody whatever it takes to help them be successful. You, you, you move them at the speed that they can move at, especially people that are fast and acknowledge them and get them on the phones and get them where they need to do and continue to build and continue to feed them, continue to nourish them with skills and tools and information that helps them be more successful. Next up is Gen Z's really, really focused on social responsibility. It's important to them. That's not a gas card. That's not a restaurant card. That may be an opportunity to contribute or participate in a charity or a ministry or some way that they can give back. I'm not saying that there aren't people that want gas cards that are in Gen Z or want a restaurant card, but where are you with providing some other ways for them to have an impact, for their job to make a significant difference? What if you just made a contribution, didn't give them money, but made a contribution for them so they could have an impact, so they could make a difference? Do you have any of those opportunities? Can you work well enough to get a day off to go work at and contribute to a charity? or some sort of ministry, or give back, or give to somebody else that might be able to do that as well? Do, do, you, do you have that opportunity for someone to work someone else's shift so that that person can go to a charity where you could literally give of your time or your weekend or some extra hours so somebody else could go do something? That's embracing and encouraging social responsibility. Man, who doesn't want people that work in your organization that wants to help other people? I mean, hey, this is the kind of organization that their reward for me is to be able to go help other people. Wow, there's a culture that I want to be involved in. There's a culture that's easier to recruit from. There's a culture that isn't too busy to do the things that, that are right, that are needed, that are wanted. Social responsibility is something that Gen Z cares about. And then finally, communication. They are, they are hogs when it comes to communication. You cannot communicate with them enough. It's your responsibility, especially if you're a leader in your organization. What are you doing? Tell them. What can they do? Tell them. And it needs to be real conversation, real communication. Do it in bursts, be creative. Make it short, make it quick. We use gifts and reminders and fun and over-communicate. Constantly over-communicate. Be creative in the way that you do it. Be unending about the communication that you do. Make the time to over-communicate with them or get a resource like us to help or someone to help you over-communicate with these folks. They wanna know how they're doing, they wanna know how you're doing, they wanna know how their peers are doing, they wanna know how their customers are doing, they wanna know how the company is doing, and they wanna know the impact that they're having on 
all of those. If you really step back and look at it, this is a generation that, that, that yearns for purpose. They yearn for understanding where they fit in the world, where they fit in your organization, where they fit in their career, where they fit in that day. And you have an unending amount of information and opportunity for them to make a difference, to have an impact, to be recognized, to be validated, to make social responsibility, to be communicated to, to, to impact their career path. It's all right there for you. You just have to take action, close the loop, and do it. This is a subject that I'm really passionate about. This is a problem we can solve as contact center leaders. I tell you week in and week out, week out that you can be a great leader. It just takes a lot of hard work and focus. This is hard work and focus on Gen Z. And find somebody to bring alongside that can be a mentor of yours, somebody that can help you, or maybe you can help somebody else to work through. Maybe you've got this thing dialed in and you figured it out and you say, Michael, I'm doing all these things. Well, help somebody else. Tell me about it. Go be a leader. Stand up and get noticed. You want to raise? You want a promotion? Get noticed. Make an impact in your organization. Do something different. Do something bold. Why not solve a generational challenge like Gen Z? You can do it. I know you can. Just go make it so. It's been great to talk to you this week. I feel a little bit like I yelled at you this week, but hopefully I didn't. Hopefully you saw that as passion. But hopefully you also heard it as urgency. This is urgent. Go get it done. You can do it. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.